Spencer Patton, and welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. They come from all corners of the world, and they descend on towns everywhere. Burlington, North Carolina, Idaho Falls, Idaho, Lexington, Kentucky, Wilmington, Delaware, Springdale, Arkansas, Papillion, Nebraska, and Kansas City, Missouri. What do all these men have in common? They work together to win. It's time to talk to another Royal on Clubhouse Conversation. And I am very, very glad that you are listening to this. Welcome into Clubhouse Conversation. I'm Davo, and I'm glad because A, you're obviously a diehard fan of the Royals. B, you obviously pay attention to the minor leagues like I do. And C, we're talking to a man today that you don't hear enough about. Now, you hear all about the Royals' great starting pitching prospects, as you should. It's, the list goes on and on from... Kyle Zimmer to Sean Manaya to Christian Benford to Jason Adam to Miguel Almonte, John Lamb, on and on and on. But there's also several minor league guys in the bullpens having great years for the Royals system and none perhaps a better year than Spencer Patton down in Omaha. He currently serves as the closer for the Storm Chasers, has 10 saves, a 1.07 ERA, a .75 whip over a strikeout per inning, and it's not just a flash in the pan. He did this last year, too, the entire season between Wilmington and uh, Northwest Arkansas. Had a 1.86 ERA, a 1.02 whip, 11.3 Ks per nine. Very excited to have Spencer Patton join us here on Clubhouse Conversation from Round Rock, Texas. Spencer, good morning to you, and what do you do for fun in Round Rock, Texas? Like, after a game, what are you guys doing? Well, there's not much going on after the game. Usually get out of the clubhouse. Back to the hotel around eleven thirty. Uh, if you don't if you don't eat at the field, then you kind of scramble around trying to find something to eat. Not much going on. My roommate that I'm with usually on the road has a uh, has a PlayStation, so we kind of get some games of NHL or Call of Duty, and so that's about the excitement of our of our night. <laughs> and if you're getting something to eat, you're probably walking to some Denny's or something nearby the hotel. Yeah, Denny's, uh, late late night McDonald's or something. Something extremely unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Who are you rooming with this year? Uh, I've had a number of roommates, but mostly uh, Casey Coleman. Oh, very cool. We've seen him up here, so that's cool. Well, yeah. How yeah. are you enjoying uh, Omaha? How, how are you liking that beautiful park up there, Werner Park? Oh, it's nice. I enjoy it a lot. Um, it, it's windy at times, but uh, it's, a, it's a nice ballpark, and uh, we, we got we we are pretty spoiled there. You know, we got a nice setup. Yeah, I was talking to uh, Matt Fields a couple weeks ago, and he told me it's just not fun hitting into that 50-mile-an-hour wind coming in from center field. So maybe you like it a little bit more as a pitcher, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know which day he was talking about, because usually when I'm pitching, it's blowing out. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's nice how that always works out. Um, yeah. So like you mentioned, Casey Coleman, we've had a number of your other teammates up here back and forth, like Michael Marriott, you know, Marks, so on and so forth. So do you get to follow Casey pretty good down there? Do you watch the games very much? Uh yeah, I'll check the stats, you know, on games, uh, box scores. Sometimes when we're at home, they'll uh, if they have a day game or whatever. We have the the game playing in the clubhouse, so we will get to watch it like, right before the game. Or if we have a day game and have a night game, you know, we'll get to see some of the game after the game after our game. So we we follow them as close as we can. You know, we got like I said, you got our own schedule, so it's it's kind of tough to keep up with everything. I got to give you a plug for your uh, for your website. So it's houseofpatton.com. I found this through your Twitter. A pretty amazing website. Now, who did the design and graphics on that? Is that you or your wife? Because it's really good. That whole thing is all my wife. 
<laughs> she's she's the creative one of the family. So she's uh she went to school for advertising and was really good with uh, website design and stuff like that. So that was all her. And I see that uh, you and her are expecting uh, in September. Do we know if it's a boy or a girl yet? Yeah, we do. We're having a we're having a boy. You already got the name picked out. We do, but uh, we're we're keeping that one under the rug. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thought I'd try at least. Well, let's go back. Uh, you know, back in the day here. So you played four years of college baseball. You had two at uh, Southern Illinois Edwardsville. You got drafted, I guess, around this time uh, three years ago, twenty fourth round of two thousand eleven. But before we talk about that. Most people had thought you'd originally go in 2010 after you dominated in Forest City, South Carolina there in the summer, but you had a knee injury uh, that following year that kind of washed out 2010. How frustrating was that 2010 you know, season after you had all that momentum from uh, the summer? It was very disappointing. Uh, I mean, it was, it was a big letdown. You know, I had a lot of momentum going into the school season off that summer, like you said, in Forest City. So just to have that knee surgery and and uh, all that momentum just kind of crashed and burned. It was, was very disappointing and kind of heartbreaking. How did you end up in Forest City, by the way? How did how do you get assigned to those summer teams? Uh, my uh, my grandpa lived out there actually in in Forest City, and he was very very persistent when he found out that there was a college summer team out there. He was <laughs> calling their front office all the time, just hounding them about trying to get me on the team. I think they finally just gave in. <laughs> but the the first year out there, the team was actually in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And he had heard that they were moving the team the following year to his hometown in Forest City. So he wanted to get me out there so that they could see me and maybe I'd come back the following year. So they they called me up and you know, they said that they were interested in me coming out to the team and went from there i was out there for three summers oh wow did anybody else on that uh, team get drafted in uh the 2010 team or 2009 team oh yeah any of them there. yeah what yeah uh yeah almost almost the whole team as far as i know uh, wade moore uh josh edgen who's with uh the mets still uh heath Hembry, who's leading the pcl and saves he was out in Fresno. He was uh, he was on that team. A number of other guys that were that were uh, pretty good ball players. I'm not sure how many of us got drafted, but it seemed like there was quite a few. Will Skinner, who's in the Braves organization. Wow! So that's almost like Cape Cod level. Then it sounds like. Yeah, we were. I mean, that team that we had that 2009 season was a pretty pretty good team. I don't know who does the rankings or gives us the title, but they they gave us a national championship title. We were the best college summer team in the nation that summer, so I think we went something like forty nine and nine or forty one and nine, uh, something crazy like that. Wow. Well, you had the two thousand ten injury, but then two thousand eleven, you came back uh, to Edwardsville. Then you finished nine and three. You had a two five five eleven Ks per nine innings. So that led to you getting a couple of pre draft workouts, uh, both for the Cardinals and the Royals. D- did you feel like those were the only two teams that might draft you at that point? Uh. At coming in the draft, I, yeah, those two teams were definitely the, the two that I figured were gonna were gonna pick me up. But prior to that, um, during that season, I had a number of guys coming to games, uh, contacting me, giving me their cards, emailing me questionnaires, you know, stuff like that. 
but come draft time, you know, with the Royals and the Cardinals, like you said, giving me pre-draft workouts, I felt pretty confident it was going to be one of the two teams. Well, the Royals ended up taking you in the 24th round. They got a steal there in the 24th round. How did you get the news that you got drafted by the Royals, and where were you at, and, and what was that day like? Well, I thought, first of all, I, thought I, I was told by my agent, and, you know, there were some rumors going around that I might go higher than what I did. So um, we had family and friends over the house just have a cookout that day, and my brother had brought his computer and we had um had it set up on on some speakers just listening you know pick by pick just just having a just having a good day you know just hanging out grilling out you know family and friends and so we were just had kind of a draft party if you will <laughs> but um yeah we were we were at my parents house just, just hanging out and coming to cook out and listening to the draft and we heard uh heard my name come across the across the board and it was a pretty exciting moment for, for everybody involved. Must have been a lot of nerves, though, too, right? Just waiting pick after pick, wondering when it's going to happen? Yeah. My mom probably had more nerves than I did. <laughs> she was, you know, we were told anywhere from, like, the ninth to the 15th round. And, you Ooh, know, nice. after those rounds had passed, uh, yeah, after those rounds had passed, you know, flipped down, and she was getting more nervous and ner- more nervous as, as the picks went on. But it, it, was, it was interesting. You know, we were, we were just... Every time the Kansas City Royals and and Cardinals picks came came up, we were all, you know, ears were open and we were listening to see who they were going to select. So it was it was pretty interesting and pretty nerve wracking at the same time. Well, before we go further, let's talk about what you throw here for Kansas. And you know, fans in KC they've read your stats and stuff, but they haven't seen you throw yet or heard too much about your scouting report. So where do you sit at? Where do you top at? And what are you throwing? Uh, this year, I've been anywhere from. As low as 88 in the cold weather to 94 in the, in the warm. Uh, last year I was about the same, 92, 90, 94, touching 95 a couple times. So uh, I think I topped out at 96 this past winter in Mexico. So I'd say anywhere from 91 to 94 is where I usually sit at. I got a, I throw a slider as well, usually around 84, 87, and then I change up. You've got pretty good strikeout numbers. What do you consider your strikeout pitch? The slider? Uh, I get it. Surprisingly enough, I get a lot of a lot of uh, strikeouts on my fastball. Huh. I, I just I don't understand it. <laughs> I, uh, I I work a lot off my fastball. I throw a lot of fastballs and then have to, and then throw my slider when you know when I need need the hitter to get off my fastball a little bit. Well, you mentioned Mexico real quick about that. What was that like this uh, this winter? That was a that was a pretty good experience. I was glad I went. It was a different style of baseball down there. Um, taught me how to pitch a little differently. You know, guys down there hit differently. And, you know, their, their approaches are different. The games are a lot longer. Uh, atmosphere is different. So I, I'm really glad I went, and I really enjoyed it. Well, you uh, started 14 games as a professional, but in the last couple of years, it's been uh, dominant reliever. So, when you got drafted, what was the what was the plan? Was it always was it to start as a as a starter and then become a reliever? Or did they ever talk talk to you about that at all? Yeah, my, the scouts that drafted me told me since I wasn't you know a high round guy that um, chances were that I would probably move from starter to reliever at some point in my career. 
so I had that expectation a little bit going into the into my professional career. When I got into rookie ball, I was a starter for about half the season, and then they put me back, and then they threw me in the bullpen. So, and I adapted fairly quickly and fairly well, fairly well to that role. So, I, I don't know, I just kind of fell fell into that role pretty easily. But then the next season, I went back to rookie ball as a starter again for again and a half way through the season. They they moved me back to the bullpen, and then it's been bullpen ever since, except for a couple spot starts last year in Wilmington. Well, you had uh, some pretty amazing stats there in Idaho Falls, 2011-2012. You were kind of quiet because the ERA was elevated because of a couple outings, but you had 140 strikeouts in 96 and two-thirds. What sticks out about those two years in Idaho Falls? What do you remember most about that time? Uh, Perseverance for me. Um, Obviously, I expected to go in uh, to rookie ball my first year. You know, everybody does. They go into rookie ball. But I was really frustrated going back the next year, and I was just uh, I was so caught up in what was going on around me and trying to get out of rookie ball and, and just putting a lot of pressure on myself. But uh, you know, I just I just had to keep throwing, and I've always been kind of a strikeout pitcher. I, like I said, I don't understand why my stuff is is. Consider is, is consistent with my strikeout numbers just because I'm not overpowering, but I just I just knew I had to keep throwing and and just keep pounding the zone and getting after after the hitters. So for me in, in Idaho, it's all about perseverance and, and getting over the hump and moving on. Well, I'm betting that second year in Idaho probably helped you uh, grow a lot and you know get through some things because you came into your own then last year. Uh, you've been there ever since. So Wilmington, Northwest Arkansas last year, you had a 186 ERA, 103 Ks, and 82 and a third. So what happened last year that made it all come together? Do you think? I think I I just went into spring training last year and and just I wasn't worried about you know what the moves were going to be made, what team I was going to make. I was just going to go in. I was going to I was gonna enjoy each day and, and get better each day and, and just and just pitch. You know, I, I wasn't gonna get caught up in all that mumbo jumbo and stuff that the front office worries about. You know, I was just gonna go in and do my thing and, and wherever I was gonna be at, that's where I was gonna be at. Just be the best I could be there. So I think that was my mentality going in right from the start. And there were times, obviously, when I would get caught up in it, and I just had to keep reminding myself, "This is where I'm at. I'm here for a reason." You know, and I'm going to be the best I can be here, and hopefully it'll all work out. Well, I've been to the majority of the minor league stops for the Royals, but never to Wilmington. So what, what's the park like there, and what was it like playing in Wilmington? Wilmington's a nice place. It's cold at first. The uh, The field is, is a pretty good pitch, uh, place to pitch. It's a big field. Um, the fans are nice. The area is pretty nice. You know, you got... New York City was only like an hour and a half train ride. Uh, Philly's only thirty minute drive. Atlantic City, the, the beach, everything's real close. So it was a it was a pretty cool little area. I was glad I got to see that part of the country. I'd never been up there before. And how'd you like uh, Springdale and the Fayetteville area there? Oh, I loved it. I'm kind of a I'm kind of a uh, small town country boy myself, so. Springdale was right up my alley, especially um, we had a host family, and my wife and I, and he was, their their 
family was amazing. I got to go fishing and hang out and talk about hunting, and they were just great people. So I really enjoyed Springdale, and that park there is, is very nice. you got a great setup in, in uh, northwest Arkansas. Well, this year, like we talked about, you're with Omaha, off to a great start so far. How do you like uh, being a closer? Because you're mainly closing games this year. You know, I actually enjoy it. Um, I was just talking about this to Buddy Bauman and the Bolton the other day. I'm actually glad that they've got me in this spot right now because um, I felt like as a starter, um, I would go out and I would have to, you know, I was so worried about having to save stuff for the later innings. and I was just kind of coasting. I wasn't really aggressive on the mound. And then, um, but I like being in this closer role because I know the game's typically on the line and, you know, it keeps me, um, keeps me focused, keeps me aggressive in the game and helps me just have that mentality of uh, just attack, attack, attack instead of, you know, sitting back on my heels and, and worrying about pitches to come. I got to worry about each pitch as they come to me as a closer role. So I, I really enjoy it. I, I mean, I'm having some pretty good success here in the role, so I hope I can kind of stay in a similar role throughout my career. Have you ever gotten a chance to talk to uh, Greg Holland at all about closing games? No, I got to go to Milwaukee for the exhibition game. I didn't really get to talk to him a whole lot. He was in the bullpen, but I was just kind of staying out of everybody's way. <laughs> yeah. First time up there, so no, I didn't really get to talk to him a whole lot. Very cool. Well, what's it like? Uh, how how cool is it having your own baseball card? By the way, that's got to be kind of cool every year, right? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely something every little kid dreams about. You know, having their own baseball card, especially me as a as a child. My dad and I would we'd go to the um, uh, memorabilia store, and we'd always trade cards with the guy there and, you know, buy cards under the glass cases and, you know, buy a bunch of baseball memorabilia. So it was pretty cool, you know, when I got my first baseball card. It just kind of brought back a lot of cool memories for me. So cool, so cool. Well, thanks so much for all your time. In closing, uh, what would you like to say to Royals fans here in Kansas City? Oh, well, I hope I, get, I hope they get to see me pitch one day, you know, and I've always heard about how great the fans are there and at the K, so I, I look forward to getting up there and, and being a part of all that great atmosphere that they have. Absolutely. We can't wait to have you. Well, thanks so much for all your time. Keep up all the uh, the great work down there, and we'll hopefully talk to you soon. I appreciate it. Thank you.